0: Is who you know as you know and i'm dimitri samarov today i talked to uh the musician brian case uh, about growing up in st louis uh playing hockey uh which was a surprise getting into music moving to chicago and just about keeping going uh which is uh the thing that uh I think him and I have in common uh anyhow it was a it was a good talk uh I was happy to've had the opportunity and uh there's no way you won't enjoy it
1: here you go. All right, cool. Perfect. Sweet. <laughs> How turn are
0: the, you? I'll turn the other thing off. Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. What's new? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up?
2: No, I've been up for hours. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get up
2: at like six almost every day, which
0: I, I I've come to really like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did that start with the kids, or?
2: Yeah, it did.
0: Um, yeah.
2: But I've always, I've always been a morning person, so um, I've always, I mean, I used to get up a lot when I was younger because I was I played hockey and I'd have to go to the rink at like six in the morning. So I've, <laughs> it's been like a part of my life forever. <laughs>
0: oh so yeah yeah the the poor parents had to lug all that gear huh
2: yeah it sucked for them until i was able <laughs> to drive myself but uh <laughs> it was good for them too because they really like sports and i don't and that was the one i played so oh so to- did
0: they did they push you into it the
2: no my whole like family was into it and i i actually really i still really enjoy it but uh I don't play it anymore but uh you know once I kind of got more into music I was I focused on that instead of uh playing hockey <laughs> huh so, so
0: the, the, the the guitar beat 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 the beat the stick out of your hands
2: huh? <laughs> yeah they kind of came around at the same time and for a while it was uh easy to do both and then it became a point where i wasn't that interested in sports anymore for a lot of reasons. People don't like sports yeah. uh, and you know, it like went from just being something fun to being competitive and uh, I don't know, kind of more about the adults than the kids. <laughs> so.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those, the intense, uh, the intense, like sports parents.
2: Yeah. They're like-, like the coach, like the, You know, I mean, not like I didn't really have that with any of the coaches I had, but I felt like I I was always like seeing these parents and these other adults who it was so much more important to them than the actual kids who were playing. And I thought that was
0: ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of living vicariously through the through the kids. Yeah, for sure. See, my mom did that with music.
2: Wow. yeah a lot of a lot of parents are like i never had the opportunity to do that so you have to do it and it's like
0: yeah yeah my mom's uh, reasoning was that like her mom didn't make her practice the piano so she was gonna be damned if she wasn't gonna get her kid to do it you know exactly. so she made she made me play violin for eight miserable years
1: Oof.
0: and I, I still hate that instrument I yeah. still can't. I still don't listen to orchestral music because of it.
2: <laughs> That'll totally, totally ruin the like. Yeah, yeah, your appreciation for
0: it. <laughs> so where did where did you grow up? Did you grow I, up in, in Misery? Yes, you're from Misery, right? I thought I, you were.
2: <laughs> I grew up in St. Louis.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, huh, so. Oh, so yeah, they, they had a they had a hockey team there, right? The blues, <laughs> the blues yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm from the Soviet Union, but I never ever followed hockey. Like hockey yeah. was n- never a thing for me. I don't know. I
2: thought Forever. you were conscripted into hockey or gymnastics at a young age there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, but yeah, it's hockey or gymnastics or at least soccer, you know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's another one. No, for whatever reason, uh yeah, hockey never Never got me. I I uh, think they made me play soccer a little bit, but I I was pretty indifferent to it.
2: How long? When did you come here from? Because you came here from there, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, In in seventy eight, I was seven years old. Okay, seven going on eight. Yeah.
2: Do you have many memories from there?
0: Some. I mean, you know, the memories enough to know that I'm not from here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the first uh, year or two, uh, they, they stuck me in ESL. They stuck me a year back in school because of it. Yeah, because I didn't know English. Sure, which sucks.
2: That all complicate things. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you know, at that age, you learn so quickly. They they shouldn't have even bothered. You know, right. picked it up so quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, that was in it was in Boston. That's that's where they moved to. Unfortunately. Uh.
1: <laughs>
0: it's it, it's not a good place <laughs> there's, there's very few people that like that place there's a couple yeah. weird weird exceptions yes
2: i have a lot of i like i have a lot of friends there and i, I you like do lot, oh, i like a lot of people from there but none of them like it there and
0: yeah i'm
2: not sure i've ever had like a great experience
0: <laughs> i didn't have a great experience there the, yeah yeah there's the only one of the only people I know who loves that place is Chris Brokaw. You know, yes, you know him.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know him personally, but I have a lot
0: <laughs> he of him. Lo- he loves that place. <laughs> yeah. Is he is he from there? He's he's from uh, New York State. Okay. He, he grew up in New York, and he actually so I did one of these with him that fit, like I had huge technical problems. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of problem on his mic, and it's unusable, and I ended up transcribing it. Just using it as a like a print, you know, Mm -hmm. interview. He posted it last week, but because there's good stuff in it. But uh, yeah, yeah, he 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 made made a choice to move to Boston to get away from New York. Like he didn't want to be in New York. So he moved to Boston. It's which crazy. just like is a th- is like a choice that I don't understand. <laughs> but... yeah. He's
2: the but only t- person that's ever done that in history.
0: <laughs> well, and his uh, bandmate Talia did kind of did the same thing.
2: Oh she, I didn't she, know.
0: Talia yeah. loves Boston too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, understand it's, it. It's,
0: it's just it's, it's the two of them. They're like the the two person like boston love committee like the only people like maybe i respect (laughs) and love that place (laughs) and i just do not under and i mean so much of it is because you know they have their whole music history and career so much tied up to that with that city but yeah and you know if you if you get have a community of people like i guess you, you can have a good time anywhere but for sure man, man that that place weighed heavily on me i did not have a good time <laughs> yeah
2: when did you leave there
0: so I, I, I left there to go to art school i went to art school first at parsons in new york in the fall of 1989 mm-hmm. and i hated parsons so i transferred uh in the middle of freshman year to the to saic and that's how i ended up in chicago oh ah, cool in the in the January of 1990 is how is when I got to Chicago all
2: right
0: so and then yeah I went I graduated from SAIC in 93 and for some fool reason moved back to Boston (laughs) and that's when I started driving a cab and that's when but that's when like all those bands were happening that I was so into like come come was a big thing then oh yeah that's when I got to know them well I, I didn't I didn't get to know them then I but I I would go see them They like the reprieve from that miserable city is to go see bands like, like come, you know, Uh, for me, you know,
1: definitely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, But yeah, they, yeah, they love it. And I just, I do not get it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah, I know. If if you like it, you like it, right?
0: I know. No, I can't. You know, I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna try to argue with him out of it, like to make him leave or anything. (laughs) He's happy. He's got like a a nice, like newer girlfriend. Like he's he's got his life is pretty good there. It seems like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love Chris Brokaw's music, but I also love that every time I hear of him or see of him, it looks like. He's playing music and doing exactly what he wants to do, and that's yeah, that's the goal, right?
0: <laughs> he does so many things. I mean, yeah, and then yeah, I guess yeah, especially since uh, the lock pandemic stuff, he's been teaching a lot, so he does that a lot. Cool. He he teaches in person and on like Zoom. He teaches drums and guitar and bass. Nice. Yeah, I take a lesson from him and see if I can learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, bet he, I bet he'd I bet be a good teacher. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? it's always... It's like
2: just playing with someone. Uh, you know, you just pick up some new tricks or new perspective or whatever. So yeah. Always helpful.
0: So how, how did you end up in Chicago? Or did, did you go... Was that your first stop after St. Louis? Or did you go other places?
2: No, nah, I came here. I was going to either move to New York or move here. And um, <laughs> I had two... F- I, Cause I was going to go to college. So I got into a school here and I got into a uh, school in New York and I had friends in both places, but my friends that I had that lived here, I could start a band with. So I mm. uh, decided to come here and, and it was a little easier for me to wrap my head around. like coming to Chicago was, I could drive yeah. home easily. You know, it was like a 45 minute plane ride home. It was a, uh, Midwest still, um, yeah, and like at that time, like Touch and Go and was happening, like you know, a really important label for me, and like Thrill Jockey had just started, and that first Tortoise record had come out, so I was really excited about the music that was happening here, and knowing that I could play with some friends of mine and kind of get something going uh, was—it seemed more realistic in Chicago, and it seemed a little more. Like, there were opportunities there that, like, New York hadn't really kicked off yet the way it did uh, in the 2000s. So it was still, like, New York hadn't had much, as much going on or wasn't as exciting uh-huh. to a person. My, you know, it. my age, like, Chicago was, like, really hip and, like, happening. Um,
0: what year did you move here? 95. 95, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I was gone in 95. I came back in 97. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, I would have met you probably at Jinx like in like 98 or 99. Yeah. I, Jinx. Jinx would have been the place. One of those yeah. One of those places. Yeah. Jinx.
2: I think about, cause I have a 16 year old and mm-hmm. I, I think about like, where is, do, do they have a Jinx? You know what I mean? Like, it was crazy yeah. that there was this meeting spot for, because there were so many young people in that neighborhood then, and yeah, outside of like young people, there are a lot of people under twenty one. You know what I mean? So yeah, like to have a spot where you could congregate or you know meet up like you would at a bar was like crucial, you know. And thank yeah, God. I don't know. Thank I God mean, jinx I mean, was there. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, uh, I mean, so so much of their lives are virtual i don't know like yeah how the, how they even relate to each other <laughs> like yeah part like in-person meetings
2: yeah yeah maybe i know now what it it's, means yeah it's not as it, it you don't have to have a physical space now i guess to like meet like-minded people or to get into some of these you know like conversations about common interests or whatever those things happen in other places but um you know at the time Yeah, it was like, you know, so eye-opening. Even coming, you know, from St. Louis, it was like there weren't really places like that. Like we would hang out at like Denny's and stuff, but right, you you were kind of just with your crew. You weren't really meeting people, or like it was more a little more insular.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's probably also the difference between like more of like a city and a suburban kind of. situation yeah yeah i mean i i grew up uh in brookline which would be like evanston to chicago kind of Uh thing right on the technically a suburb but like really part of the connected to the city you know Mm -hmm. so i always had that that kind of feeling of like kind of city life i've never really lived in a proper suburb you know what i mean
1: yeah for sure
0: like i didn't learn to drive till i was 22 you know like Mm. stuff stuff like Did that. Did you learn to
2: drive and immediately start
0: driving a, a taxi within a year? Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, it's, that must it's, have been
2: intense. <laughs>
0: well, you know, that's that that's me all over. It's it's like all or nothing. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah.
0: Like <laughs> I sort of don't yeah, I don't I don't half ass things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I figured, yeah, well, I just learned to drive. I guess I'll just make a living this way. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. No, it was it was kind of random. I moved back to Boston and I was looking through the classifieds. I needed a job. I was like staying in my parents' house and I needed to get out of there, you know. Sure. Uh, and uh, it was this job for drivers and I went I just followed the ad and it, yeah. was, a, it was to be a cab driver. Uh, yeah, crazy. just a it was kind of random. What a terrible city to be a cab driver in. The, wor- <laughs> the worst the yeah. worst, I spent half my time giving out of towners' directions. I mean, yeah. because the the city is not laid out for cars at all. I no. mean like like every street is one way and it's meandering and it's not the way you need it to go. Yeah, and I could I could point to the place that they wanted to go, but they'd need to go, you know, five blocks the opposite direction to get there. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, Chicago is much much easier for for driving. Sure, I mean because of the grid.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <It> makes <laughs>
0: a lot more sense. Uh, right. <laughs> no uh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know uh so so what what uh what band did you move to to play within 95 um that was 90 day men oh that was 90 day Men. okay yeah so it was people from from back home who had moved yeah, so before you or
2: yeah casey who you know casey key right
0: um, and
2: our buddy chandler who had probably left by the time you got here, or came back here. Um, They were... Casey's a couple years older than me. Chandler's a year older than me. And Chandler and I had had played together in high school in a band. But him and Casey had moved here in 94. And uh, they had come up and were playing some music, but they were both going to Columbia. And uh, I had gotten into a school here, so... I just talked to them like, hey, if I come up, you guys want to do something? And they were like, yeah, definitely. So they Mm -hmm. actually, that summer between uh, when they lived here and when I moved up here, they came back to St. Louis for like a month or two. And we started to like work on music and get stuff together so that when we got here, we would kind of already be ready to go. Um, So yeah, that, that was kind of how that, you know, like our goal was like, we want to write six songs and play a show before the end of the summer. So we did that. (laughs) And, uh, and then I moved to Chicago in the fall and it took us a cup, like a month or two to find a place to play. And then uh, we ended up recording some demos. And I think the first, like from September until December, January, I think we were just like, we recorded a demo. We got a practice space. We just wrote a bunch of songs and we, We may have played, I think we played a party and then we were just working on getting a show for the new year. So our first show was, I think January of 96, we ended up doing a night at the fireside and that was our first like proper Chicago show.
0: Ah, yeah. Wow. Good old fireside bowl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I love it.
0: So who else? Uh, was Rob in that band already then, or was Rob later? No. So did, did Rob come later?
2: Yeah. So that that version of that band, we were also like during that time going back to St. Louis and playing somewhat regularly, and we were friends. Uh, I had met Rob while I was still in high school with one of uh, his other bands.
1: Mm.
2: So Rob had a band and at that time and we played a show together in St. Louis and decided that we were gonna do a tour together that summer. So mm. this would have been ninety six. So Rob's band and ninety day men booked ourselves a tour over the summer and uh Rob's band broke up before <laughs> the tour happened, but Rob had spent a lot of time booking it with you know, we had booked it together but Rob yeah. would put a lot of time into it and was like, Can I just come with you? Yeah. So we were like, Of course. Our first, Rob was living in Kansas City at the time, and yeah. that was where the first show was. So we drove there, picked up Rob, and uh he brought a coronet with him and a microphone. And he's like, Maybe I could just play on one of your songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, did not did not know how to play coronet. And but yeah. uh, we, we were like, Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, so Rob jumped in the van and he played he would play a song with us we had an instrumental that he would play with us every night and by the end of the tour uh, he was in the band
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of like what kind of bands were you listening to that you were, you were talking about touch and go bands was that like the main like kind of like direction
1: yeah kind of touch I, and go I mean bands? I
2: really
0: I, I really liked kind
2: of what was going on with Touch and Go at the time, but I was really reared on, like, the Discord bands from that era. So, like, I loved Circus Lupus, I loved Slant Six, obviously, like, Fugazi, Shutter to Think. I was really into that TC thing, and Hoover. um, But, yeah, Touch and Go, you know, was really cool. I liked a lot of those bands, and uh, so we were sort of just... Kind of mining the like uh, <laughs> I don't know to, like to us those bands were like gigantic, you know, like we thought they were like rock stars like
0: yeah, you know, isn't like, that funny how that works where yeah. like you build up something yeah. some band or somebody in your mind and then you you visit them or like you go and see they have some shitty day job yeah, like, the, like, the, the example I always always uh, I always cite is John Haggerty working at the Rainbow. Yes. That just fucking like, blew my mind. The, yeah, totally. The, the guitar player for Naked Ray Gun was had a, a bartender. A yeah. yeah. Like, I thought he would just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. Of but, course. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, I thought, it was, like, you know, I would see a lot of bands play. A lot of bands played St. Louis. Like, we, we had a lot of people bringing good music there. Yeah. But it was St. Louis. So, like, when I would see this band that I thought was massive play, uh-huh. and there was... 40 people there, I'd be like, oh, it's just St. Louis, you know, like that's just because I'm in St. Louis. Yeah. Every show I saw, I was, you know, one, you know, not one of the only people there, but I rarely went to a show that was big. You know, like if Fugazi came to town, of course, that was huge. But like, yeah, all these other bands that I was listening to, like they would play in a basement, you know? Mm, Yeah, there were, you know, these These things were happening on like an extremely small personal scale, which also, you know, looking back on it is probably why it felt achievable to me or like something that I could do. So that was a cool thing that I wasn't even really aware of at the time, but which has stuck with me. Um, But yeah, it's funny. Like even now, I still get surprised when there are bands that I like or artists, and I realize that they they have day jobs you know
0: I know uh yeah it took me a very very long time to to sort of understand that you could go and like talk to the people that were that had been on stage you know like yeah like well we're talking about Chris Brokaw earlier I would have never said hello to him like in Boston yeah ever ever like I wouldn't have ever come up to that guy like it it took into the like well into the two thousands, you know, like like yeah. a de- a decade later, you know, for sure, yeah. That I went and talked to him, like, because I think he'd played a show at the Bottle or something, right? And uh, and that we're, I mean, we're sort of friends, which is nice, yeah. but yeah. that would have blown my mind. That like I didn't understand that you could do that. That they were just like, people,
2: you know? <laughs> yeah, that like you could just say hi to someone and they would say hi back,
0: <laughs> you know, or like yeah.
2: Just that you have you have so much more in common than you think you do, you know, like just by the fact. and that-
0: yet and and what's amazing though is that, like when they get up on stage that like that magic still happens, yeah, like that's the incredible thing, even though like you know these people sometimes mm-hmm. like they go up there and they do the the thing they do, and it still yeah. works, it still it, fucking works, <laughs> yeah, you can like
1: transcend the everyday. Like it's, yeah, uh, it's
2: pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, that was that was very cool to find out for me at least. I don't know uh, because yeah, that that would have been. I don't. I wouldn't have even known how to do that. Probably part of it has to do with the internet and stuff. For where, sure, uh, you know things like. I mean, I was very late to the internet, but like I got into it like when MySpace was big, you know, yeah. Yeah. and. Myspace was like one of the first places where you could contact musicians specifically, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got to know lots of music people through, through Myspace. Yeah, me too. Like. I just so bizarre because I I was too old for Myspace, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? I felt too old. It it
2: was like, yeah,
0: (laughs) it it, it was kind of uh,
2: perceived as a place for kids, but even like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I felt the same
0: way. Like like oh maybe like it's creepy <laughs> think, I know but, there was definitely something creepy about MySpace but like there was, it was this new exciting thing like it was kind of hard to resist I loved it like
2: <laughs> because you could like you said like you had access to people that you didn't know you did or like you could find that person that you had met at a show and then somewhere along the way and lost track with you know like it was the <laughs> beginning of that whole thing and it was even though I'm sure there were a lot of creepers on there like there oh was, yeah yeah, there, yeah, sure, it, yeah. Was <laughs> like a, it was like it wasn't innocent like the intention was good you know what I mean like it seems it, so, like here yeah. meet people like put your music up for free people can just listen to your music you know that was like yeah mind-blowing I was like wow like you can just hear the song right now and yeah and it doesn't have to be this big production like there's no no gatekeepers like it's That's just right. out here and if you want it you can take it you know like that was really cool
0: Yeah I'm sure like like your kids or you know people their age have no they couldn't fathom how many how many walls and like barriers there were to finding out about music that wasn't yeah. po- wasn't popular You know like (laughs) yeah i mean like you know if you grew up in the fucking 80s you had to go and find that music i know
2: (laughs) it's weird because they they, they weren't
0: it wasn't going to be put in your face on fucking itunes or whatever yeah
2: it's it's (laughs) it's crazy because they actually have they sort of have both they like live in both worlds where it's like they have instant access to everything yeah because of the internet so it's like any conversation you're having is like constantly being like cross-referenced and bookmarked and like, you know, like it's, it's really intense, but yeah. also like their immediate friend group and like music group and all that. They're super into
0: like- but it's sort mm-hmm. of, it's sort of finicky and uh, it depends. It, it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. And uh, so Zoom works, except that yeah, there's this thing where like every forty minutes it wants to shut off or ask right, right, ask right. ask for money. <laughs> you want to? You want me to try the clean feed link? No, I mean we're we're going good on uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, okay. let's just let's just do this. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting about the young people and how they rediscover like all this old shit like zines. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very curious to me. You know, it's it. I guess it comes full circle in a way but it's also understandable because of just like everything's available all the time they're trying to look for something that's a little bit more scarce or special
2: yeah like they want their <laughs> own thing and i and it and i get that but i also love that it's like uh it is like i mean the 90s were 30 years ago which is impossible to wrap my head around but that's <laughs> like it's you know in terms of like uh, popular culture, like it is time for that stuff to start becoming cool again or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: like yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. What I like about young the young people, maybe not quite as young as like your kids, but like you know millennials or whatever, mm-hmm. they seem they seem to understand that they have to have their shitty jobs and they're going to have their like passions or whatever their projects. And they just yeah. do them. Yeah. I don't in, in ways that like, they, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, my generation's very small anyway. Gen X is very small, you know, and there's just mm-hmm. not many of us and right. we, like seem to be pretty much total failures in a lot of ways, you know, like <laughs>
2: <laughs> we weren't no, set up to succeed.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're, we're set up to fail. And so it's interesting to see, like these more successful or larger generations and like what they do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very curious about all that, you know? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even I mean, like like when when I met you guys, like like people like you and Rob at Jinx and like Tim Kinsella and Jonathan, mm-hmm. all those people, like you were all like five, six years younger than me. Mm-hmm. you know so it was already like i thought you guys were like the kids or something
1: sure
0: you know what i mean yeah and I, I like i didn't know like that like say tim had this whole like history like in all these bands and you know right.
1: like yeah he
0: was, just, he was just this guy that played scott walker all the time at the coffee right. shop yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah like what's up with this guy <laughs> yeah yeah he, he was so so fucking serious you know <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah so sort of like aloof yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh but yeah yeah i walked, it was fun to walk into that whole thing you know and it was yes. such a, like a scene and i mean i guess those a lot of people i, ta- I talked to jonathan for this thing which is fun yeah i bet and <laughs> i guess he's he said he surprised himself because he talked for an hour and a half yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a private guy but <laughs>
2: yeah i'm i'm looking for i'm so Even having spent, like, decades with Jonathan, I would still be, like, I would still have no idea what he would talk about in, like, that conversation. You know what I mean? Like...
0: Yeah, it it was kind of all over the map. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I've had, like, thousands...
2: I've logged thousands of hours with Jonathan, like, between just
0: being friends, being
2: in a band, you know, whatever. But, like, I still would have no idea what he would talk to you about in that conversation.
0: Yeah. Well, you'll hear. Uh, I think I think it's posting in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I'll let I'll let you know. Uh, That's great. Yeah. yeah, I'm posting them once a week uh, on Wednesdays. OK, cool. I'll watch out yeah. for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's int- I mean, like all the people I asked were people that I've known a long time one way or another. Some i have had long conversations with him. Not so much. Right. Cause I've I've had conversations with him before, but not not for that long you know yeah I know. yeah uh <laughs> but yeah each yeah each sort of whatever front group or generation like they've got their own thing i don't know and yeah that the whole jinx crowd like i didn't i don't know that i felt exactly part of it but uh it's it felt like a some sort of semi-coherent thing yeah that was going that was going around around going on at that coffee shop you know
2: i feel like yeah it was a lot of people the same age yeah, around the same age trying to do similar things so i think it kind of became like an incubator of sorts or uh yeah like i think you felt like i mean I, to some extent i felt like i had to go there and be able to like prove that i was Keeping up with everyone. In some <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there was, like, people were, you know, like when you're that age, like, yeah. people were just busting out so much stuff. Like, it was really, mo- it was a motivator, you know? Like, yeah. it was a very motivated peer group. And to feel like you were a part of it, I, at least personally, I felt like I had to, like, uh, be working hard to, like, on my shit. You know, and
0: that was mm-hmm. that was great. No, that's that's a good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, do you feel like 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 you? Well, you have the, the one kid's in the band. Is, is your other kid in a band too, or like not yet? <laughs> no, well, okay. I not, not yet. I said uh, <laughs> uh, she not
2: fucking yet. Uh, she's she's nine. She's uh <laughs> but she like plays music and yeah, you know, she really likes like she loves music she loves playing um but she she hasn't like expressed any real desire to like uh be in a band she does love performing like she does dance stuff and um oh cool she really likes that so uh it's possible but i i mean i don't feel like i really pushed asher into mm-hmm. that world it just sort of happens um pretty naturally
0: so. it's it's funny that like you know you think I guess the stereotypically like the you know the kid's supposed to rebel against the dad yeah <laughs> and what you know like uh w- what he's doing is so in line with you know uh, yeah it's I, like I, he ta- I, it's like he, he he he's like starting in the family business or something I know I know <laughs> I think Amy and I have had that conversation where I was like, did
2: I do this? Like, did I make this happen? (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have, you know? But it's like, Asher, they just have really similar interests to me, probably because uh, they grew up around all my shit, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right, yeah. Huge record collection, tons of art books, like, you know, those were the, you know, it's funny, like, Amy and I have talked about this too, like, when Asher was born, there was no iPad, you know, like we didn't have sure. iPhones, you know, um, obviously the yeah. internet was around, but uh, yeah, there wasn't really a screen outside of like a television. So we, you know, Astra did spend a lot more time just like pulling records off the shelf and like looking at books and like, uh, Vera has had a very different experience growing up because she, had access to a screen at an early age. And, yeah, you know, know, the way she likes to do art is a lot different than the way Asher does. And so, yeah, like, I think in terms of the two of them, like, you know, has she started a band yet? No, (laughs) like, because she's had, you know, her access to the world, it started in a much different place than Asher's did. So yeah. I kind of look at that when I think about like, did I <laughs> have I forced this on Asher? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just kinda happened because our house is, you know, inundated with
0: music. No, it's un- it's it's understandable. I mean, you yeah, know, if I if I look back, you know, like I grew up in a house filled with books. Yeah. And then I ended up like writing books. Right, right. It's not really shocking. I didn't think that would happen. But yeah. uh I mean I always did art. I I didn't uh it's weird because yeah I, w- I went back and like in third grade, you know, we were supposed to make like write our like autobiography, you know, like kind mm-hmm. of school school project. Yeah. And, th- and the job I made for myself in the future was artist and writer. Oh shit, like, in fucking third grade. Yeah. You know like so it was obviously that's where it was headed and I yeah. didn't even know it. I've never taken a writing class, you know, I never had any aspirations to write except that I had that crazy job. The, yeah. the cab driving job made me write things.
2: I'm sure you had to write it
0: just to process yeah. like,
2: all the shit, you know? like.
0: Well, yeah, I, I didn't start writing about it until like three years after I first quit, mm-hmm. like around the year 2000 or so. Because right. I'd driven a cab for three years in Boston and then I moved back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And these things that had happened kept eating at me, so I made a zine. Right. That's that's how it started. Was a zine, you know. Uh, yeah. Because that's what I knew how to do, and I, I was like a zine, like the old-fashioned way at Kinko's, you know. For cut, sure. Cut and pasted zine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Because that was before, because I didn't know how to turn on a computer until two thousand and three. Yeah. I was I was really late to it. Uh, I resisted it because. I was a painter and I was like, what the fuck? I don't even like photography. Like, why the fuck do I need a computer? You know, well, you couldn't even afford one if you wanted one. You know, like they, I felt like it was just like it just didn't see. I didn't know why what I would do with it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> why would I
2: spend this much money on this thing? Like, it, it seems nice, but I don't I would never it. for how much it costs. I, w- I could do something else, you know, like, <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I come from a time where you have to pay a photographer, like, a lot of money to make slides of your artwork. You know, like, it's a whole other fucking world, you know, that's pretty much gone, except for if you work for museums or professional publications.
2: Exactly. Like,
0: that job, that kind of photographer is dead, you know? Well, they're (laughs) not even doing,
2: like, slide film anymore, even if you work for
0: those places, you know? Yeah.
2: yeah like do they even like back up hard copies on slides like no fucking way
0: like, yeah it, it, it well they, they can but it's very expensive because the yeah. process the labs don't hardly exist
2: yeah there's like that probably film. five places in the world that'll do that now
0: yeah like, it's crazy <laughs> i think
2: one of, my- one of them burned down in chicago so. right
0: <laughs> like, yeah, one of my my middle brother, he was a photographer like all growing up and he was all set to take over like one of these sh- like high-end shops that did like you know, mural prints and stuff and it was right when digital came in and it just killed that whole business.
1: Yeah. It's you know, wild.
0: like yeah. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean <laughs> I but yeah, what I started talking about was like, you know, growing up in a house full of books, is just, you know, if there's any religion in my house, it, it was reading, you know? like yeah.
2: yeah, exactly.
0: And I probably resisted it for a long time. But, you know, like I, I, I was a pretty indifferent student. Like I got by because I knew how to read. Yeah, I could just like I, I was one of these assholes that would just do the homework the night before always. Yeah. And they couldn't fail me because because I could. String together some sentences, you know, mm-hmm. and in, you know, even through high school, most of it is just demonstrating literacy. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: it's yeah, not, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's 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 bizarre to me still to think back to how I ended up like writing books.
2: You know? I'm. I bet you anyone would tell you that who does it like. I feel like you know, a creative like mind just ends up in these situations and you have to look you it's not until you look back on like kind of the path there that you can yeah. sort of start to understand how it even happened. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So did did you ever end up going to school here or Yeah, or, I went oh, to you, I went to DePaul. Oh you did? Okay. Yeah and what what were you studying there?
2: Uh, I just went in with sort of not knowing what I wanted to do and my goal was to like get the requirements out of the way and kind of end my college career doing what I wanted. And uh, (laughs) by the time I figured out what I wanted to do, which was design um, I couldn't really leave DePaul because of the way their credits worked. And they didn't at that time have the programs or the major that I wanted so i ended up just getting like more a more general like fine arts degree and uh, oh, okay um didn't really get like to focus on some of the stuff that i think would have helped me out but uh you know i learned the way that everybody learns is i messed up a bunch of stuff and <laughs> figured it out real quick
0: so but by the time you were in school were uh, was design done on computers mostly, or it, it was, yeah, it was sort yeah. of the beginning of that. Like, yeah,
2: I w- hit this weird like zone, unfortunately, where like I didn't get to do any of the stuff by hand. Like, because mm-hmm. I had grown up like making flyers, you know, like, yeah, anybody sure. would. like you were making zines and stuff, like cutting things out, you know, using transparencies, yeah. doing all the stuff. And I love that. So I was like, oh, that's you can actually do that. It's called design. Yeah. yeah. So then by the time I figured that out. Uh, I was like all right I figured out what I want to do it's called design and they're like Mm -hmm. oh you can't do that here (laughs) and uh, yeah but what they did have was like some advertising um, Mm -hmm. art classes and those classes were using some really early Adobe stuff like Mm. Photoshop and Quark and uh, Illustrator right so I was getting like you know I was getting access to those programs but not every place had a computer yet, and so it was this weird zone where, like, the programs weren't great, they weren't doing things by hand, and I was at the wrong school, so. Uh, right. I just sort of finished, like, mm-hmm. it's also, like, 90 Day Men had gotten to a point where we were, we're doing okay, like, people wanted us to come places and play, mm-hmm. so we were, you know, I would take, like, the Paul was also on quarters. Um, yeah or uh yeah trimesters I'm sorry so yeah uh I was able to like take off a trimester and go on tour for a month or two and then get back in and just kind of double up on some stuff or like take a summer class or two so I finished in just under four years and was like you know by the end of school I was like I'm just gonna get done so I can just go play Yeah. So I finished school and then just went on tour for like the next five years. Or, I mean, (laughs) I went on tour for the rest of my life, which is yeah. uh, But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. Initially, I got out of school, and then that's right around the time when Ninety Men's first album came out. So for the next five years, I was just really doing that.
0: Yeah. When I was in, uh, at the art Institute, I was in school with a bunch of older people that had gone back to school because they'd been in like advertising and design and they were, and computers were coming in. So their jobs were being erased. Like they couldn't right, do their right. jobs anymore. So they just went yeah. back. A bunch of people just went back to school, like for, for like painting, you know, because for they sure. were prematurely retired. They couldn't do because, because the that business was switching over to computers yeah so their job was gone like as they knew it you know
2: yeah i feel like that's happening kind of now too where like everyone has access to like the adobe creative suite so everyone's a designer now you know so it's like (laughs) i think in some respects like that generation that kind of came up learning those things they're redundant now because you know everyone can get those programs and watch a youtube tutorial and learn yeah. how to do it
0: well you know yeah i i i've taught myself everything what little i know of those programs including indesign which you know i mean i've i've designed what four books now yeah you know just by blundering through you know
1: for sure yeah
0: basically and I, I hope never to use InDesign again, but for various reasons, I like, have <laughs> a very antagonistic relationship with that program. But <laughs> yeah, it's is it made by sadistic mathematicians. <laughs> I think it's weird. Like Photoshop is much fr- much more intuitive than InDesign is. InDesign is just like a like some kind of like medieval torture to me. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> but yeah yeah i guess i guess yeah kind of like the way that photography went like i guess like access to all these design tools makes people think that they can just do these jobs yeah i i guess they can in a way but not really (laughs) yeah it's like
2: (laughs) it's like anything like you can make dinner for yourself it doesn't mean you're a fucking chef you know what i mean oh, like, everybody is
0: a fucking chef now yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly
2: about- <laughs> just like everyone's an artist and a designer and like and it, yeah. it's fine i love like a level playing field i think that creates so many cool scenarios and opportunities and perspectives but um
0: yeah
1: i
2: think hard. the
0: access has never been easier but like I, I i don't know i tend to believe deep inside that it's the same percentage of people that have anything to say or share. Exactly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just because you can, doesn't mean you should, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I recognize that in
2: myself with lots of things, you know, like I'm not, I'm not saying people shouldn't do what they want to do. I think they should, but I think uh, it's not just about the execution. It's sort of about, it's about, how you get there and like you're you know there's knowledge and experience that is included in things that exists outside of the uh the key command for how to put something on the page you know yeah. what i mean like oh yeah yeah Well, yeah like being a designer isn't isn't is really i think has very little to do with like knowing how photoshop works i think it is, yeah way more about how your brain works you know
0: yeah i mean it's very strange to see like say like you know like young people's bands like the frames of reference yeah like where you see because they have access to this thing this library of everything and it all seems feels like it comes from the same time yeah or non-time yeah there's these combinations of things that like once i don't always sense what they are but i can tell that they're these five different elements, you know, that they got to make their song mm-hmm. and, and it's baffling how they combine them. Yeah. But they combine them that way because, because the internet makes it all like on a level, like on the yeah. same plane, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so no, like, there's no there's, context and there's no, yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, I have this conversation with Asher Lab where they yeah. like, discover something older yeah that has clearly influenced something current and you know we we talk a lot about how like well this never could have happened without this happening first you know yeah Yeah. but and then also this thing that happens a lot where it's like the original seems so much more tame or watered down than the current version of that you know, and it's hard to like backtrack to like that time when it's like, yeah, but when this was painted or when this was yeah. uh, created, it like nothing had like this had ever existed before. You know, like if somebody sees like a dolly painting, like sometimes they're like, oh, it's so goofy. Like, yeah, you know, like that, it looks like a cartoon or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, and it's like, no, but like, like, Imagine seeing that and like, like, it's you can't explain to someone that, like, your brain had never seen anything like that
1: before. Yeah. I mean, like,
0: it's it's weird how some things uh, date well and others don't that way.
1: Yeah. Like, some things
0: you have to acknowledge, like, they're really influential and important, but they just don't have the impact anymore. Yeah. They can't because maybe like the whole culture has swallowed it whole right. you know what i mean but other stuff stands up i don't know i mean <laughs> and and it's it's kind of a wonder like what people don't know like i like when I was, I was still bartending at the skylark and i would put things on just to see what like one time i put on the velvet underground and this guy in this like leather jacket who was probably in some fucking punk band asked me what it was yeah and I was like, well, what it is, I didn't say this, but <laughs> I don't want to be the old asshole, but like your band that you're in right now wouldn't exist without this music. Exactly. Like literally would not exist. It yeah. Like that's, a know, really, like
2: that's a great example because it's like people hearing Velvet Underground now, they're like, <laughs> this isn't dangerous. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know? And it's like, well, think, you know, think about the fact yeah. You just can't, or like the Stooges, you know. Someone's like, "Yeah, yeah Stooges," and you're like, "Yeah, this happened in 1969." Just yep. fucking think about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Imagine hearing this at that time, which you can't because you weren't there. And but you know, when you just look at the like cultural things that are adjacent to it, it's it's just mind blowing that it's like that, that. How did that happen? You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got I got so excited all over again when that when that velvet underground documentary came out
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't know Uh,
0: i I was very very jazzed by that did you (laughs) like it yeah i loved it yeah i loved that movie yeah it was cool (laughs) that that guy makes really good music movies i love his bob dylan movie too yeah where he has like whatever nine people play bob dylan you know (laughs) (laughs) like yeah 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 Yeah, like he's like a true music fan and he brings his own thing to it and it's like that Velvet underground movie is just an art movie you know like it's just all about the art scene you know for sure yeah yeah i liked it a lot uh i don't know but like i don't like how does your how does asher see stuff like this what is does that stuff mean anything to him or like like velvet (laughs) underground
2: yeah Oh, totally! Yeah, yeah. Loves Velvet Underground. Spent lots of time with that. Um, Yeah, I mean, their whole crew is like really invested in like kind of exploring like where things came from and uh, how things ended up where they are, and it's cool. Like nothing's off limits, which I think is a lot different than you know, my perspective growing up in that yeah. world where it was like, there's more rules. Oh, it was all rules. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it yeah. was like, you can't like this. You can't like this. Yeah. This right. guy's going to put their song in a commercial, they're a sellout, Like yeah, throw the records away. You know, like all that shit is like,
0: that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing to, to watch all that change, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like,
2: you're just as bad as the thing that you think you're rebelling against. When Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah. You know, like you've made all the
2: rules, like, like, yeah, fuck sports. I hate jocks. It's, you know, you got to do this and this and this. Meanwhile, like you can't come to this show. You, you have, you're not wearing. Yeah. There's a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: all that shit is like, the funny thing about all that stuff is it's so, it's so fugitive. It passes so quickly. Yeah, Like, when I was in high school, I remember having this realization. I was so sad that I had missed punk rock. I mm-hmm. was too y- I was just too fucking young.
1: Yeah,
0: I missed it by a couple of years, you know. Yeah, because by the time I was in high school, there was already a fucking store that would sell you uh, Doc Martins, you know. Right. Yeah. Or, or and sell you like a fucking shirt with like clothespins in it, you know. Yeah. So I knew it was the style, that, and I knew so I knew it was over. Yeah and and you could see people like with already mixing shit like having like you know uh, a mohawk and like birkenstocks on yeah <laughs> those are like two things that shouldn't go together right but you can't do that yeah that, that's breaking the rules <laughs>
2: yeah uh, which but, is what punk is all about quote unquote and again, exactly yeah. you do it you know what i
0: mean you know what's great is that uh john doe uh Published that it was a, I think it's called Under a Big Black Sun. It's an oral history of the LA punk scene. Cool. And it's all the people that were in that, but it lasted like two years or something. Mm -hmm. Like how quickly it was until like these meatheads from the suburbs came and ruined it all. Like started beating beating on people. And like before that, there was like women and gay people and like not white people. You know, but very. It, it got codified very, very quickly, and suddenly everybody looked like Henry Rollins, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's
2: funny, like, it's the same with, like, No Wave. You know, everyone's like, No Wave, No Wave, No Wave, No Wave. <laughs> you talk to anybody who was around them, they're like, uh, No Wave was about po- maybe six months long, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, uh, 17 people. You know, it was probably, like like jinx you know like yeah like, imagine if like jinx became like a uh counter culture like uh well
0: it probably you know, it, like, it could be for some yeah. tiny subsect, you know there, there there could be some fucking some grad student somewhere that could write a dissertation on jinx Yeah, you know like yeah. as yeah. as an ink you as what you were saying earlier an incubator for yeah I'll, I'll <coughs> oh, awesome <Cool. laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a historian, really. I, I don't know where things belong <laughs> or uh, I don't I, I don't feel like that's that that's my job. But
1: <laughs> it yeah. is
0: interesting to think, yeah, what think, you know, things get rediscovered all the time. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, if I mention to somebody, you know, like younger, like about some of those people like 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 tim you know like they'll mm. you know they'll they'll be impressed you know what i mean yeah but it's cool to meet people without having that kind of like i don't know reverence or awe or anything it's one of the things that jonathan actually said when he got that job at jinx he was sort of intimidated to work with tim because he right. was already a fan of tim's sure because he'd grown up in the suburbs and he knew about tim's bands you know totally Totally. <laughs> yeah and yeah it's, it's it's interesting how all that works i mean the the advantage i always had i guess was like not have not belonging to any group and not being in bands is like i just liked whatever i liked like in high school like i didn't know that i wasn't supposed to like like led zeppelin and the velvet underground at yeah. the same time you know what i mean like oh, those rules we were talking about yeah I didn't know them because I didn't have a i didn't have a a group you know what i yeah. mean yeah it was just music <laughs> you know?
2: yeah I love that i think now in large part those those ideas are gone, which I think is <laughs> <more> beneficial to <laughs> the world but you know like it is weird, yeah like there were rules you know <laughs> or like. For was sure, that, You know, if you loved something, you sometimes you kept it a secret.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, also, yeah, because some of those things that you loved would, would get you either into trouble or make you unpopular or, you know. Yeah, or just the but idea that there was,
2: you couldn't really share your, like, your path to, like, where you came from and how you got to where you were was always under scrutiny, you know, where, like, you were, like, Especially like coming out of high school and like moving to a new city, like Yeah, you know, it was you couldn't ever have like uh (laughs) I don't know. You couldn't have liked Genesis invisible touch. You know, it was like I was like, you like that? Like what? What are you talking about? And you're like, I was fucking twelve. Like I know that was only (laughs) five years ago for you, but it was like told you know right you those you, things you, weren't like <laughs> you know you could you could never show uh you know, I don't know how to say it, like you weren't allowed to like share your your path from like I started here and I ended up here, and along the way you know you maybe uh have some bad taste or whatever, but that's how you get
0: to where you are and <laughs> those things were not allowed <laughs> plus also like yeah if you ever end up making either music or art or whatever like what you use to get there is not going to be a straight line and it's never you know it's not yeah. log- it's not really logical like I know a lot of musicians that like really weird like music that I don't like yeah but I know that they're using it for their own like they're using it it's going through the, like this, like meat grinder thing, you know, like their creative process, they're using it. Right. In a way that I can't, because I don't, I don't play music, you know? Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's always like listening to musicians talk about the music they like. It's like a bucket of salt all the time, you know, sure. it's like like talking to me about like painting, you know, like it, I'm not, it's not fun. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's sort of spoiled for me in a way. It, it's harder and harder for me to just have that pure appreciation, the way like an audience member or somebody that is not, has no skin in the game, you know what I mean?
2: Totally. Yeah. I think about that <laughs> a lot. Like, uh, and I think being a parent has like freed me from that in certain mm. respects because um, I have to respect the fact that this person is learning about music for the first time through something I think is terrible, you know, like, uh, some, some shitty, like kids bop or like, uh, yeah, you know, music that I don't like. And I'm, by being like this i can't be like this sucks like we're not listening to this garbage you know (laughs) you have a terrible taste in music you know like i can't
0: (laughs) i know like you should be listening to fugazi like what the fuck you know you know i tried to do so i don't have kids but i have a brother a much younger a a brother that's 18 and a half years younger Mm -hmm. like wait my parents same parents they had an oops baby yeah (laughs) like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and they actually got us together. Like I was about to enter senior year of high school, and my other brother is three and a half years younger, and they asked us if we wanted another sibling. <laughs> it was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what's a high school, what's a, what's a high school kid gonna say, you know. Yeah, like, like Do I want a, my own baby? No. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in retrospect, you know, like it sort of absolved me, like that's that's the excuse I use, you know, for not having my own kids. <laughs> Because when he was born, you know, I took him to show and tell, like basically as show and tell, I took him in the stroller like I was about to graduate from art, like from senior year of high school. Yeah. And Took him down the hill, showed him to my like advanced art class, mm-hmm. you know, like this baby. Like <laughs> this thing. Out. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, when he was growing up, I was trying to get him like into cool music and I completely failed. Yeah. Like totally failed. Like I wanted him to listen to all this like punk rock and all this alternative shit that I like, you know. Yeah. And his favorite band is Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Like he plays guitar. He loves like metal. You yeah. Know? And
2: but I, I think that like no matter <laughs> what, no matter if the only music that kid ever heard was like Velvet Underground Bootlegs and <laughs> you were yeah. like yeah, this is music. Like if you like music, this is it. This is the only, this is music. Nothing else is music. Like (laughs) And they they never would have liked it anyway. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. I really feel like I've seen, and I've seen this happen where it's like when you're born, like all that shit is already in you, like your taste, your, Mm. and I think that it obviously can, can change and grow and, look this way and look that way at certain times in your life. But I truly think that like those things are just a part of you from like, you know, when you're born, like, Mm. I think you can influence people and change their minds. And obviously like, you know, people have moments where things really affect them. But I think that, I just think that comes inside of you
1: <laughs>
0: yeah no you you can't yeah you can show people what you like you can't make them like really impress on them yeah know? like like this This is good and this is bad
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know I'm, I'm sort of like half joking about all that stuff but like it's it's still baffling to me
1: <laughs> yeah and like I've, the
0: path he took <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy like <laughs> it's
2: wild yeah and you know you you're both you know coming from the same two parents you know what i mean like how can it be so different like
0: well i mean yeah there, there are well like with the two of us uh, i mean max was born in america you yeah. know like it's very in, in a much more stable situation to to a couple that were got along much better you right. know like there's yeah. a lot of, oh, there's a lot of differences right know? right uh, he, he has a, you know he has a he knows where he's from mm-hmm. he's from Brookline, massachusetts Right. Like, you know, I, I could tell you I'm, I was born in Moscow, USSR, but I can't go back there because that place doesn't exist. Yeah. Like so it's a, it's a very different life experience. Right. Right. Uh,
2: yeah. You've no, things speak to you in different ways because your yeah. way of getting there was so different. Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, to I don't I don't know how it is for him, but like, you know, I look for new new music every day pretty much like it's just never it's never stopped uh which kind of surprises people I guess I mean I'm 51 now you know I'll be 52 this year uh and it's not it's not it's not gotten any less intense for me you know like yeah well I think that's
2: why you're still making things like same with me you know like yeah I have no intention of stopping or of like turning my brain. I don't
0: know what the fuck I do. I yeah. I don't, you know, like I, you know, I like I have some hobbies, I guess, but like just to passively just like watch movies and read books or something the rest of yeah. my life. That would be like that would be horrible. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, i feel like
2: if I don't get up and and like work towards this thing I've been working towards, I feel like it like stresses me out, you know. Like I get, mm-hmm. I get really anxious, and I need to like. Or you know, if I work a day job too too much without enough of something mm-hmm. else happening, I, I get like. Like my physical my physical change. Yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: I I get I get to be very 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 uh, testy when yeah. I, when I haven't made something at least or worked on something. Right and that's what like you know i've set up like all my day jobs like most of them are night jobs you know because i like working on my own stuff in the in the daytime yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, i agree
0: you you, you find out your own rhythms or whatever you know
1: yeah
0: uh but yeah like you know all those years i drove a cab i was driving you know 60 to 80 hours a week uh, for for 12 years you know on and off yeah but most of those days I would do something before I got behind the wheel, you know?
2: Yeah. And then you'd take the day before and put it into what you were doing, you know, like,
0: yeah. Uh And now, you know, I'm very privileged to barely, like I sort of squeaking by and freelance this and that, but uh, I, I still like, I know how to organize my days without anybody telling me, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: uh, I'm very very feel very very fortunate more and more that way that I have that like I don't I don't ever get bored I, I'm not a bored person you know yeah <laughs> I agree like I'm not
2: there's always something to do yeah
0: <laughs> it's endless <laughs> yeah
1: unfortunately and fortunately you know like
0: no it yeah if it was done that that would be that would be fucked up I don't know <laughs>
2: yeah I mean I feel good when something is completed but I'm almost always, like, moving on to the next thing,
0: you know. It's weird to think back, like, when you finish something and you, you think back to all those hours and days and nights that you're, like, banging your head against the wall on this thing and now it's over. Yeah. Like, it's such a strange feeling.
2: Yeah, like that, like, you, you're you able to, like, kind of gloss over the some of those struggles that were involved in it, you know, and it's like... Yeah, I, I mean I just be, if you like your body just absorbs them and manifests <laughs> them in different ways or if it like <laughs> or it's like a like tra- traumatic and and you shut it off because you have to or you know what I mean like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't want to get I wouldn't get too dramatic about it, but yeah, like yeah, have to go and like open a vein and bleed on a canvas, you know or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean like, you know, not 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 necessarily like the the final product, but like the things that it takes to get there, you know, like the Yeah. the work, like the sacrifices or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's it's always it's always a bunch of choices. I mean, you know, if I had wanted like a more stable or like financially stable or, or whatever, or happy, I don't know, romantic, conventionally happy life, this is not how I would have gone about things. I don't think, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not stupid, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, to set out to like get by, like making art is like, is it's kind of foolish i don't
2: know (laughs) definitely (laughs) foolish
0: it's foolish but yeah i don't i can't i don't understand how you know like that that lover boy song everybody's always working for the weekend Mm -hmm. i always thought about that song how like people are just have their job and then they go and party like on the weekend like i never i never ever understood that kind of that life you know yeah, or just like work, you know, you know what it's
2: like working at a bar where it's like fuck like
1: it's this, not like, fun.
2: This, like this, I all watch you all you have is two nights to like blow off like to live your life. Like that's I mean, I know not everybody operates that way, but it but it is like when you see those things, it's easy to see those things and be grateful for the choices you made even if i and, know even if it means you have sacrifices in other ways
0: it know? seems so desperate like it's there's so much desperation and this like looking for a good time you know like the good time that's in bars or whatever it doesn't yeah. seem like a good time to me for the most part i'm yeah I'm, i was always thankful to have the bar between me and them you know like <laughs> oh for sure for sure yeah yeah <laughs> to, to be on the other side of it i, I agree You know, I only like bars when they're like empty in the afternoons. But (laughs) yeah, I'm going I'm going this I'm going to Rainbow this afternoon to meet with a friend, you know, at four o'clock, which is the best time to go to the Rainbow. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it's the best time. You know, like, I I don't know, I may see see Jonathan. I don't know who I'll see there. (laughs) I'll I'll see somebody there. You'll see somebody
2: (laughs) that you're glad you saw because you were there during that time. You know what I mean?
0: You know, it's crazy too. Like next month I'm, I'm putting up artwork there. It's mm-hmm. the 25th year that I've been putting up artwork there. Wow, 25 fucking years. 1997 was the first year I had an art show there at the Rainbow insane. Club. That yeah. That's like, that's like a whole history, that place too. And you know, there, there was supposed to be a book. Uh, I hope they put it out at some point, like the history of the Rainbow Club, but uh, it exists. No, uh, they were putting it together. It was mostly, it was mostly uh, reproductions of the calendars, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some research for, like, about the previous owners and stuff.
1: It's, mm-hmm.
0: it's got a lot of interesting history, that place, but it never came out. Uh, I think the lockdown got in the way and the other stuff, you know, but they were going to do it for their 30th anniversary and then it just got pushed back. All Hopefully right. it appears at some point.
2: Was just, Melina, like, uh talking to you about that or was it D or it, it, was, uh, it
0: was it was this guy, uh what was his name? God, it's it's just a uh, long time bartender there. He's a photographer. Uh he went back to Wisconsin. Why can't I remember? Oh Matt. Name? Matt, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Matt was sort of in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he left and he kind of he almost finished it, didn't finish it. Oh. But yeah, I did. I put some. I actually put some stuff. I fictionalized some stuff that I'd done from there and put it in my, the last book I published, the bar. Oh, book. cool. Yeah, because <laughs> I I researched all these uh, classified ads from like the newspapers and the like the 40s and 50s for like right. barmaids and stuff. Cool. Yeah, all the stuff about that place, and you know, it it just been a bar a long, long time. You know. <laughs> yeah 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 and then yeah and more yeah more recently all those amazing music people that have worked there you know (laughs) music and art people yeah so it's cool to be only you know a small part of that that history of that place and yeah it's all those people that you know like a bunch of them that started out at jinx and now work there (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, the migration around the corner Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) mm-hmm
0: So so what do what are you uh, what are you working on these days? Is there is there more fax music coming down yeah. the line or
2: We just finished a new fax album um, Sweet. Yeah, it'll be out next year because of how long everything takes now. But
0: that's okay. It's great. Yeah, like the the vinyl thing is just crazy. I know I've talked to a bunch of musicians and like their the vinyls like pushed back like 2 years or something.
2: It's it's insane. It's also I have a ton of records. I love records. I buy records every week. Yeah. Do we need to base our careers around this thing anymore? (laughs) No. No, I've, yeah. Honestly, like, is this, what is more important? Like, it's, I mean, everyone is like, fuck capitalism, blah. And it's like, then why, then why are we all making sure that this is, this thing is ready to go when we are. You know, it's like this record. I turn we turn in a finished record last week. It's going to come out in nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's well, like, yeah. Why, why doesn't why don't we just put it out in a month? You know, like I get, I know, I get it. Yeah. The there's a whole thing that goes with it, and blah blah blah.
0: This is why I publish my own books. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> this, this thing that you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, you find out uh, if you get get rid of all the middlemen and stuff like you can put stuff out quicker, but like it's not in their traditional whatever cycles that they're so used to. Yeah, but even it's like, I mean, now you actually can't physically make a record
2: in that amount of time. So it's like, but you also have this, this thing called the Internet, which allows you to put up music. You could upload your record five minutes after you decide it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I've had a lot of interesting conversations with like, especially like music people like I did one of these with uh, Rick Rizzo, uh, you know, from 11th Dream Day. And he was just talking about how like, you know, he has all these like pieces of songs that who knows when they'll end up like on a record. But he could just upload all that shit to Bandcamp like today. Yeah. You know, if he wanted to and charge five dollars for it. Yeah. And that's kind of amazing. Um, yeah. that you can do that and yeah people are super into vinyl or, or whatever and they're they've come to this point where like we just want to put our stuff out there
1: yeah
0: like it's nice to have a record records are great but it's not the be all and all you can't make such a fetish out of it you know the, it's this thing though that <laughs>
2: And I, I kind of grap- grapple with this, too, where it's like, it's not legitimate unless it comes out on vinyl.
0: You
1: yeah, know yeah, I
2: mean? yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it doesn't count. It's not real. Like, yeah. But then you look at, like, you know, like, hip-hop world. It's yeah. like, that shit's not coming out on vinyl, and more people are paying attention to that than, yeah. you know, anything else going on. And it's like, I don't know. It's You know, there's just all these things where it's like, you know the same issues everyone's always been dealing with, like legitimacy and like uh, what makes something valid. And
0: but yeah, I mean the reason one of the reasons you know we're in this terrible situation with the vinyl is because these labels like have decided that you need one more like edition of fucking Sergeant Peppers. You know, yeah, or like you need that's the- locking that's locking up a thousand bands. You know, like- yeah, yeah. For the first
2: for the first time in history. The Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack is now available on vinyl. And it's yeah. like, nobody oh, yeah. asked for this. Nobody needs 20,000 copies of it. You know what I mean? like Or however many speaking,
0: they're to make. Uh, speaking of your old bandmate, Rob, I, I pre-ordered the soundtrack to Candyman that he did. I yeah. still haven't gotten my vinyl.
2: Me like neither. I, <laughs> <was, you> know. <laughs> I pre-ordered I pre- it. Yeah. And I saw him. I went out to dinner with him on Friday, and I still don't have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And I don't think he has one either. So. He probably
0: doesn't. But that's very cool that he did that. That
2: oh that my made, God.
0: That made it, me very happy to see that. Like I'm oh wow, so ha- <laughs> so happy. So it's like, like it's yeah, it's incredible. I'm thrilled. But yeah, ultimately, like it's like the delivery system doesn't fucking matter you know
1: yeah
0: and like there's the technology for these stereo systems are so good now you know
1: yeah
0: like unless you're some like genius audiophile like has ha- you have the the most subtle like hearing ever you're not going to be able to tell like a huge difference you know <laughs> yeah i mean
2: for like, most people will enjoy your record listening to it digitally i mean i don't know for some people they they prefer it you know because it's easier
0: <laughs> i know and i mean i was like i was super horrified when cassettes came back because that's the shitty that that that's the that's the the worst format from my childhood you know like right. and i couldn't believe it came back but it's because it's so cheap to yep. dub you know like any band can do it and so now it's getting
2: harder to make tapes because now all these the people who are putting out the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack are making
0: a cassette version now. Yeah, now the- yeah, now we're getting fucking CDs back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people yeah. are putting c- out CDs again because they know it'll be two years till they can have vinyl or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: What a, what a weird weird world. I don't know. I know it's. I mean, it's, I I don't. I wouldn't have ever predicted that we'd still be in, interested in any of this. That's pretty great, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm happy, you know, I love, I love my records. <laughs> I
2: agree. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I always <laughs> will, you know, because yeah, because you can't, you can only evolve so far. Like I'm I'm always going to have a soft spot for records, you know, yeah. always, always. But yeah, if they told me that I couldn't have any more records, I would still go like, you know, I go online and look for music all the fucking time.
1: Yeah.
0: It's totally. not on vinyl. Not yet. <laughs> you know, like eventually yeah. maybe I get it on vinyl, but not. It's amazing that we have this these tools for the, like discovering all this stuff. Yeah, and there's still everyone's constantly complaining. <laughs> well, people yeah. will always complain. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, what do, you, uh, do do you have, do you feel like any optimism for like the I don't know the music world? At least your part of it. I don't know. Like, um, what's your sense of it?
2: My sense of it is. I will continue to do it to the the way I want, to the best of my ability, taking opportunities, having standards, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and that's all I can do. Like, do I have any hope for it existing the way that I think it should? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's always going to be Great bands and labels and opportunities and movements and excitements. But I think, you know, it would take a serious reckoning for it to get back into a place where people in this country have the ability to like make a living off of it. Like, yeah. There were lots of times I was able to like live comfortably, basically live. support myself you know all these different eras of music and the bands i've been in like
1: yeah
2: it has been every extreme from like totally no problem i play in a band i make great money to like this is fucking impossible and right i don't think i mean i don't know i really have no idea like i feel like things come around in weird ways and opportunities come and unexpected things still happen all the time. And I think that's exciting. And I think regardless of any of those things, I'll still make music no matter what, whether. It
0: oh, means- oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure you will. Yeah. 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 I, yeah I'm, I'm the worst at like, I, I would never hire me as like a, like a talent scout or anything, like, <laughs> anything that I think should be popular never will be. Yeah. And it, it's not on purpose, but like, I'm the guy that, like I was working at Byte, and uh, White Stripes played at the Bottle, and I wa- like I went in there for ten minutes, and was annoyed that the guy was trying to sing like Robert Plant, and I left. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're on the cover of Rolling Stone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm no judge of any. I don't know what people like. Right, right, right. It's it's been proven to me over and over again. You know, I like what I like. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, what's uh, is. Does disappear is like your most popular band? Would you say, or what's uh, your most popular band?
2: Ponies was probably Ponies, the
0: right? Yeah, most
2: popular. Um, yeah, um, I think like you know, kind of to what you just said. Like my favorite bands have always been like the Secret Discovery, or like you know the band behind the band, or whatever. And it's like, yeah. and th- that's like the band that I play in. So right i am i am ha- i'm not like comp- I, music to me is not a competition like it is for so it's not a sport like it is for so many of these bands and people it's like <laughs> i i want what you have and i don't have it so i just need to work harder or like yeah you, know, you hired this person and, and that made you get this you know or like your label's better than my like that shit is like ridiculous
0: yeah um, there's some very very surprisingly competitive people in in these yeah. these There's like su- subsets of music that you would least expect it yeah know? like
2: <laughs> if you sp- if you spent like more time working on your shit instead of complaining about all this garbage like if you put as much energy into your music as you do into your complaining like you could be huge <laughs> like, <Yeah>. is, like, <laughs> it's just like so much i don't know yeah like so i just turn a lot of that stuff off because i'm like i don't give a shit about this i don't care about you whatever like i can do my thing and just you know try to keep things moving and stay positive
0: and whatever and that's, like, <laughs> and that's it like fuck
1: it you know? <laughs> like,
0: yeah no kidding i mean that's all you can do uh yeah And it's fun. Yeah. Like the longer you go, like you end up meeting like all the people because most people just quit along the way. Yeah. Like you, that's why, like, I mean, for me, I don't know. I keep meeting younger people because the young people are, are who have these like fucking stupid dreams, you know? Yeah. That haven't died yet. Yeah. (laughs) And they want, they want to do it. And it's like,
2: I I don't know. I'm just seeing like, you know, at some point, you know, you're like, (laughs) G- <laughs> the guy wearing the crass patch his whole life, yeah, like, yeah, ha- has to finally gotta stop. You know, it's like, well, this never meant anything to you. You know, like, what did yeah. you learn with any of this? Like, it wasn't. It was never about what what you thought it was. It was just about like, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'm having a hard time articulating that thought, but it was like. <laughs> You know,
1: this isn't like,
2: you know, like we were talking about earlier, like this, this isn't a uniform or like a whatever. It's like a, you know, yeah. these, these ideas have affected me in a way that it's, you know, in some way dictating how I'm leading my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's great to be, uh, it's not fashionable or any, to just be sincere and to be into what you're into. Yeah. And that's not. Like especially when you're young you can't it's hard to, to to be that way you know what I
1: mean for sure yeah but when you get up
0: that that's the advantage of being old and still like being into art or music or whatever is like you're you're okay you don't get embarrassed so easily you know
2: yeah <laughs> you know? or you've already been embarrassed so many times you don't care or yeah your peer group has faded away and now you're not embarrassed you don't care you're not it's not embarrassing because you've let go of those things. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, like it's every whatever, 10, 15 years, there's a whole like group of like a cohort that fades away or like goes and gets like real jobs or starts families, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm still doing this weird fucking thing that I do. And I meet like the, the, the next, the next group up, you know? Yeah for sure and yeah i've been like you know the old the old guy at the show for so fucking long now yeah i don't oh yeah (laughs) i try not not to i I try not to mess with the young people like unless you know like i'm not trying to be creepy (laughs) you know but i'm not there i'm not there to feel young i'm there for the music you know like (laughs) yeah like it was really cool to see you and your kid at that uh the lightning bolt show you know? oh yeah it's like two it's like two two different generations it's like how well, the fuck? How does that happen <laughs> that was that was amazing because
2: i was telling asher on the way they're like oh yeah we used to always play at lightning bolts loft and providence and uh uh-huh. you know i had all these stories and asher's like what are you talking about and i'm like yeah we would play at their house <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know like i wouldn't have gone to that show if asher wasn't like dad we gotta go check this out and i was like all right like yeah i haven't seen lightning bolt in 10 years yeah and i went and i was like this is fucking amazing like i can't believe
0: that's a great not, show
2: i have not gone to see this band every single yeah. time they play you know yeah. like
0: i thought that was but, a really good place for them too because there was all that space for that sound to travel yeah like i was worried the last time i saw him was at the bottle and it was so fucking loud yeah it was so loud i could like i was against the back wall and i could barely hear you know yeah Yeah. and here there was this you know it's like inside of a church or something and i was up i was upstairs most of the time so i could see the whole like kind of like roiling mass of humanity it was really cool
2: yeah it was such a like (laughs) it was a spectacle in every sense like yeah the performance and the people and it was awesome like so inspiring and it was like yeah you know and here's a group of people who have not stopped doing what they do and it shows because yeah. they're the fucking masters at it nobody can do that
0: you know what i, I mean? know it's yeah. it's so weird because it's like it's such a it's such a limited amount of ingredients that yeah. they're doing like i mean they're you know they're doing minimalism obviously you know they're making this is like you know, fill up glass music, but play it at, like, ear-splitting decibels, you know? Like, yeah, totally. It's the doing. exact
2: same commitment, the exact same reason for doing it, I'm sure. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's exactly the same. It's awesome. And, you know, hopefully they'll get that recognition. Not that I think they care or want it, but they should be recognized as as that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they get it at least in some quarters. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, cool. That's that's probably a pretty good place to stop. That feels right. great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. I'll, uh, oh, thank you. I loved it. It's uh, it so nice to talk. Yeah, tape this together and put it. Yeah, at this point, uh, I think this will go up in like August. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'll i will uh see you around maybe you and your kid at the next i don't know what what other bands does he like but I, I don't know your kid i mean
2: yeah i mean so like so, so much i'm trying to think what like what are we like t- going to next um i think there's some, I think we might go see something at constellation soon' just like go check out a jazz show I can't remember specifically who's playing
0: well if you know if, if you guys are free this Saturday mute duo is doing their record release two years late oh that's late, right yeah which I'm supposed to come up and introduce them oh cool <laughs> yeah that I would <laughs> love to see that that's a constellation right yeah constellation yeah it was one of the last shows cancelled by the pandemic it was the week that everything locked down
1: was right, when that right. album
0: came out. You know? Yeah. So they're finally getting to do their record release, you know. That's so funny. two plus years later.
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
2: Two yeah, plus maybe. years later and one other record already out and another one already recorded.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they yeah, they have a record recorded that'll be out next year, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, cool. Maybe cool. I'll see maybe I'll see you guys there. That'd be
2: great. Cool. All right to meet you. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye, man. Bye.